It's great to see all of you here on our campus. I'm gonna welcome everybody joining us online. I am excited to uh, continue this teaching series, but just for a second, can we let our worship team know how much we appreciate them? That was awesome. I mean, my, during the worship, my Apple Watch asked me if I was on an elliptical for Pete's sake. It literally did. That's a lot more fun than being on an elliptical, I'm not gonna lie. So, uh, hey, working out for Jesus. Hey, we're glad you're here. Uh, speaking of worship, uh, we gotta talk about our night of worship. So if you missed the announcement last week, we've got a night of worship coming up. It's on Wednesday, October 18th. And I just wanna take a few minutes up top and kind of talk about that because it is unique. So it's not just a night of worship, it's also a night of worship that is going to be recorded. So it's a live recording of the evening. So that's like all of the cameras. And so they're gonna be recording everything. It's all of the audio. They're gonna be recording everything. And so our team is uh, working and has been working for months. They're going to continue to work all the way up until the day of the actual night of worship. And then here's the deal. They get one shot at this, right? That's all they get. So this is unique. And one of the questions we've been asking ourselves as a team is how do we steward this well? Let me see if I can explain. So our worship team has been writing some songs that we feel like the Holy Spirit has given. So of all of the different people, God could pour out his spirit with these songs. He's, he's chosen our team. And so these songs have been written by this house for this house, but, but here's what we really believe. God doesn't wanna just keep them in this house. So anytime God blesses you with something, it, it's actually for the greater kingdom at large. And so the question we've been asking is, is how can we steward this evening beyond just the evening itself? And I believe God wants to take that evening and I, want, I believe he wants to do a lot of things with it, kind of like a ripple effect with a pond. And, and so let's just kind of talk about this for a second because it is gonna be a little different because of that. There's a lot of things that are gonna be happening that night. And I wanna make sure our whole kind of New Hope family is kind of on the same page with how this evening's gonna work. So the first thing I wanna let you know is we're gonna ask you to register for the night. Okay, there's gonna be a lot of people here and this is going to help us. And specifically, there's gonna be three different spaces, if you will, that you can register for. I'm gonna walk you through those, okay? The first place you can register for through a QR code is on the worship center floor, standing room only, high school through adults. Let's talk about that for a second. If you look around this room right now on the floor, here's what you see. Well, you see people, but they're also sitting in chairs, okay? Now, on the night of worship, there are no chairs. There will be no chairs on this floor. Our worship team will not be out on this stage. There will literally be a stage set up about where y'all are sitting right here. And so what that means is that if you register to be on the floor for the night of worship, you're going to be standing the entire time. We wanna be upfront with you and let you know, like if that's not something that you feel comfortable doing, like I can tell you right now, my back will not sign up for that. My back will not let me register for that, okay? So we wanna make sure you know. We also are making sure you know that the age requirement for that is high school. So you gotta be a high school student or older to register to have the standing room only at the night of worship. You say, who came up with that? I did. Because <laughs> I got two middle school boys and an elementary school boy, and this is gonna be recorded for all to see till Jesus returns, and I wanna make sure that no one sees us in the background correcting them. All right, so there you go, right? 
So I'm asking you to roll with that as well, all right? So that's kind of how that works. Now, here's the second place that you can register for that evening. You can register to sit in the balcony. So if you do have kids and you wanna bring them and they're not yet in high school and you want to worship together with them, we want you to have that experience. You can register to be in the balcony. We're also gonna remove some of the seats and make a section handicap accessible. We have an elevator that'll get you up there. So again, it's a great place for you to be with your kids and to be with your family and to be able to worship that. And that's gonna be one of the, worship that night, that's gonna be one of the spaces you have. So again, it's seven o'clock, it's a little later. If you've got kids, you wanna worship as a family, you're gonna register to sit up in the balcony. And then the third place is the New Hope Kids large group room, families with kids, relaxed environment. So we're gonna have a live feed going into our New Hope Kids a large group room. This is not gonna be broadcast online. This is just an internal feed here on our campus. So again, you've got kids. You wanna participate in the night of worship. You want them to participate in the night of worship. But they may very well jump right off the balcony. We understand that, okay? <laughs> You may want them to bring like some cars to play with. They may need a fidget spinner. They may need to get the ants out of their pants. They need to be able to move around a little bit. And look, we get that. So we've created this space a little bit more laid back. You can still stand up and worship together. But if they need a minute, if they need to get a break, if they need to go to the restroom, like it's a space that you can participate in the night of worship as well. So again, when you register through the QR code, those are gonna be the three spaces that you have the opportunity to sign up for. Now, the Student Ministry Center is gonna be for anybody who shows up late to teach you a lesson, all right? That's how that's gonna work. <laughs> Those doors will not open once it has started, all right? They're gonna close because again, why? We're trying to steward this well beyond the evening itself. So look, that might happen. You might be running late, okay, that's cool. We might actually over-register, like have to put people in there for overflow. But again, on the front end, just know that's gonna be available if that's the space you need. And then finally, we will have childcare. So if you've got babies or you've got preschoolers, you can check them in at the night of worship, just like you do on a Sunday, you'll get the little sticker, it's all safe, secure, the whole drill. So again, check them in, and then wherever you've registered, whether that's on the floor or in the balcony, then, then you can come on in, all right? So let's look at these times and talk about the QR codes and how all this is gonna work, all right? So we got a QR code that we're gonna ask you to go ahead and start using today, to go ahead and sign up. And then when you sign up and get here that night, we're gonna have a team of people all out front with scanners, and you're gonna have to show your QR code. It's just like if you were to go to a show or a ball game or something like that. And when they scan your QR code the night of the event, they're gonna hand you a corresponding uh, bracelet for the evening, wristband for the evening, that's color-coded by section, so none of y'all can cheat the process, right? That's how that works, okay? So there'll be a color in here, color in the balcony. Again, we're trying to prepare as much as we can so that God can use this beyond the evening itself. So that's gonna start at six. We'll open the doors at 6.30 and then the night will begin at seven o'clock. So here's what I'm asking you to do. You see the QR code, go ahead and register. Like if, if, if I get boring today and you wanna see the registration process through, go ahead, I'm giving you permission. If you wanna wait till later this afternoon, that's fine, but here's why that matters. In about seven to 10 days, we're gonna begin promoting this night of worship beyond just our church. We've actually already heard from some churches that have told us they're planning on bringing groups. We've got something going out in the mail to our community, inviting them into this, as well as some other things that are happening in the life of our church this fall. And we're expecting a lot of people to be here and we don't want you to miss out. 
Okay, we don't want our New Hope family to miss out. So go ahead, begin the registration process, get signed up, begin to pray. It's going to be an amazing evening and then it's gonna be awesome to see all that God does beyond the evening itself. If you have any questions specifically about that or your specific situation, I'll be in the lobby after the service and I'll be happy to answer those questions for you, all right? Before today, let's continue bold prayers. And I am really fired up to share today's message with you. In fact, let's see, what is today's date? It is September 17th. 2023, okay, September 17th, 2023. Whether you're in this room, whether you're joining us online, or whether you're watching this six months, nine months, 12 months after this specific date, I need you to hear what I'm about to say. God has made a divine appointment with you today. You're not here by accident. What we're gonna look at today, this bold prayer of Jabez, if you begin to pray this prayer, I believe it can change the future trajectory of your life. You may think you just came to church for another Sunday. You're just joining us online because you know it's time to join us online. And what I'm telling you is that God has made a divine appointment with you. And the, the prayer we're gonna look at today, the power isn't in knowing the prayer, the power is in praying the prayer. But I wanna show you what God's word says about this prayer. And if you begin to pray this prayer, I really believe, like I said, change the future trajectory of your life. But let's talk about this bold prayer of Jabez. There's a little bit of background to it, all right? So let me give you a little bit of background about the prayer of Jabez. First of all, two different books have been written about this that, in my opinion, highlight it the best. The first one is called The Prayer of Jabez by Bruce Wilkinson, published in the year 2000. That's the year I started in full-time ministry. I remember when this book came out, a lot of people started reading it and praying it and sharing their testimonials, and it was very powerful. And if you've never read The Prayer of Jabez by Bruce Wilkinson, I would encourage you to do that. But I haven't really heard a lot about the prayer of Jabez over the last 10 to 15 years until this year. Pastor Chris Hodges published a book earlier this year called Pray First, fantastic book on prayer. I highly recommend that you purchase it. He pastors Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. They've also got campuses all over the Southeast. It's this incredible move of God. And back in February, um, I had the amazing opportunity to sit down with Pastor Chris and about 15 other pastors for about two hours, and he just began to talk with us about his prayer life. Specifically, he began to talk about the prayer of Jabez, and I began to take some notes, and then he challenged us that day to begin praying the prayer of Jabez every single day. And church, what I'll tell you is since I left that meeting back at the beginning of February, I've only missed about two or three days. Like I've been super intentional about praying the prayer of Jabez every single day. And what I can tell you is part of God calling me here has been me seeing how God has been answering the prayer of Jabez that I've been praying in my own life. So this is a really powerful thing. And, and I want you to pick these books up. I mean, if we say something today that kind of really gets you going, I want you to read these books. I'm not sharing new information. I'm leaning very heavily on these two resources today. I'm also sharing some of my own heart and some of my own insights into this. But, but this prayer, like I said, not knowing it, but actually praying it, super powerful. I've seen God do that in my own life. Now let's talk about this Jabez guy. Who is Jabez and, and why do we have a prayer called the prayer of Jabez? Well, the first thing I want you to see is that the the book we find him in is First Chronicles. So that's a tucked away in the Old Testament. The first three chapters of First Chronicles is just a list of genealogy, a bunch of names. If you're ever tired, you can't sleep at night, read First Chronicles, first three chapters. It does the trick every time. There's nothing really that you kind of pick up on what's happening here. And then chapter four starts and we meet this guy. 
In the middle of 600 names, Jabez is singled out and it jumps right off the page. Name after name after name after name. And then we get to Jabez and scripture gives us a couple of little things just in this passage. And then he's never mentioned again anywhere else in the Bible. A couple other things I want you to know about Jabez is he was more honorable than his brothers. There were some things about his life that God had taken notice of, that integrity and character actually matters. But then there was one thing that was a struggle for Jabez, but I think it's important for us to see. His mother named him Jabez. That name means pain, and she named him that because she said, I gave birth to him in pain. Now, we don't know if this was physical pain, emotional pain, or a combination of both, but suffice it to say, going through life with your name is pain, not very good. This was something Jabez had to carry around with him for the entirety of his life, right? So let's take a look at the prayer. It's only one verse, and there's four parts to the prayer. So let's look at it. Prayer of Jabez, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And so God granted him what he requested. I wanna challenge you to memorize this prayer. And like I said, by the end of the day's message, you're gonna see how to pray this prayer. And on your way out, we're gonna give you a bookmark that has this prayer on it, okay? So put this bookmark in your Bible or in your devotional, whatever it is you use each day, and you can be reminded to pray this prayer. And like I said, there's four parts. We're gonna walk through these four parts here in just a second. But before we do, I just think it's important to lay a little bit of a foundation based off of the little information that we actually have about Jabez. And so here's what I want you to see. This is a super important principle about Jabez. He refused to let someone else's label define him. Now here's what's hard. The person who gave Jabez the label was his mother. Sometimes on Mother's Day, we just assume everybody's always had a good relationship with their mom. Now we get to Father's Day and it's like, y'all quit being a bunch of knuckleheads. But on Mother's Day, right? It's like, it's mom. We celebrate mom. We honor mom. But here's the truth. Not all of you had a great relationship with your mom. Some of your moms gave you a label. Some of your fathers gave you a label. Some of you grew up as that kid the kid who would never sit still, or the kid that was always the troublemaker, or the one who would never fall in line, or the this, or the that, or the other. And somewhere along the way, you let somebody else start labeling you and calling you by name. Jabez knew what this felt like. And there's something about Jabez where he said, I am not going to live a life that causes pain. This may be the name that's been given me, but it will not be the identity I take on. Do you see what I'm saying, church? Okay. So for some of you right now, you're gonna have to foundationally begin to recognize there's only one God who gets to call you by name, Yahweh God. And here's what he says about you, you're created in his image. Here's what he says about you, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Here's what he says about you, there's no one that's ever been like you. About five of y'all are with me. I said, there's no one that's ever been created like you. Come on. I mean, I know I don't have John's moves when we sing Walk in the Light. But let's get a little fired up this morning. God says you're worth it. He sacrificed his son for you so you could be reconciled back to him. Now, here's why that matters foundationally. Unless you let God call you by name, you won't go to God in prayer. 
You gotta lay that foundation. But once you do, you can begin to pray this prayer, all right? It's four parts, let's walk through them. Here's the first part of this prayer. You ask God for blessings. You ask God to bless you. That's, that's gonna mess with some of y'all. It's gonna challenge you a little bit. Say, that feels kind of selfish for me to ask God to bless me. But it's the first part that we see of this prayer. Look at what Jabez says. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And in Hebrew, this word indeed would be the equivalent of us adding like 17 exclamation points to the end of a sentence. He's asking God to do it. And this idea of blessing carries with it the understanding that God is actually gonna lean down into his world, stoop down into the details of his life and bring blessing. And what I wanna ask you to consider for a moment is that God, your heavenly father, genuinely wants to bless you. So ask him, ask him to bless you. Ask him to bless your career. Ask him to bless your health. Ask him to bless your kids. Ask him to bless your grandkids. If you have kids, ask him to bless their future spouses. Ask him to bless their future in-laws. You can ask God and you can call on God to bring blessing into your life, to pour out blessing into your life. Here's where it gets really fun. Ask God to bless your finances. Ooh, yeah, we're one of those messages. Like, is this health and wealth? Name it and claim it? I didn't know we were that kind of church, right? Sometimes those things get a bad rap for obvious reasons, and so it causes us to not even go down that road. But for a second, God wants to bless your finances. God is a God of abundance, not a God of scarcity. Now, if God blessed you financially based on the current trajectory you're on, where would that go? See, God blesses you not so that you can become a greater consumer. God blesses you so you can become a greater contributor, okay? God blesses you so that you can be a blessing to others. Some of you begin to need to pray, God, just bless me so much financially that I got way more than I could ever need. You say, why would I pray that? Because others need it. Okay, I, Satan has got his hands in too many people's wallets. We need to get more of the resources in God's people so they can serve kingdom purposes. You see what I'm saying, church? So ask him, ask him to bless your finances. Say, that's kind of weird. I've never done that before. I didn't even know that was something we could do. Let me give you a really fun exercise to do this afternoon, okay? Don't do it right now. That might be kind of weird, but this afternoon, Open up on, if you use the app or if you go online, however you can look at your checking account, all right? I want you to open it up and I want you to just stare at the number. Just let it stare back at you, all right? Just stare at it. If you got a savings account, you just stare at that number and you just let it stare right back at you. you get it locked in your mind. You get out your little journal. You write down today's date. We already went over this. September 17th, 2023. You write down the date. You write down the number. I want you to get on your knees. And I want you to ask God to add a zero. Ask him to add a zero. Whatever the number is, ask him to add a zero. Like add a zero, that's a big number. Oh, I know. That's why I'm asking you to pray that prayer. See, our God is not just a God of addition. Our God is a God of multiplication. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? Pray the prayer. Ask him. And one day, I don't know, five years, 10 years, 15 years from now, somebody's gonna stand on this stage and go, well, I don't know what Adam had to eat that morning, but he's all over the place. But he challenged us 
to pray a prayer. We asked God to add a zero and I prayed that prayer and God answered that prayer. Let me share with you what's happened. See, it's not about the money. It's about what can happen with the money, becoming a blessing to others. God wants you to call on him to bless you and he wants to bless you. Give me the second part of this prayer. Influence, influence. That God would increase your influence. So, well, where is that in the prayer of Jabez? It's the second thing he says. Jabez says, enlarge my territory. So in this culture, that's everything. Your territory, your land determined your influence. It's like you can see Jabez and he's standing there and he's looking on the horizon. And Jabez knows the boundaries of his property. Jabez knows what God has entrusted him. And Jabez is thinking to himself, God, there's just gotta be more. God, I think you have more in store for me. So God, as far as I can see on this horizon, here's what I'm asking you to do, enlarge my territory. And God did it, and God did it. And see, the prayer that you pray is not necessarily to tangibly enlarge land, although it can be, but what you're asking God to do is to increase your influence for his kingdom purposes, not yours. But church, God wants to do that. God wants to take you wherever you are in whatever season of life you're in and whatever walk of life you're in, and he wants to increase the influence you have over other people for his purposes, not yours. And here's what that means. For some of you, you need to start dreaming a little bit. You need to stand back and say, God, I think you have more in mind. Some of you feel stuck right now and somebody who's a little more spiritual than they should be has told you, you just need to be content, right? And you're thinking, but what is this stirring inside of me that feels like there's supposed to be more? And here's what I'm telling you, that is Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit anointed. That is coming from God. He wants you to go to him and say, God, you must have more in mind for my life. You only get one shot at this thing. Y'all know that, right? This is not rehearsal. So you go to him and you say, God, increase my influence. See, there's a difference between being content, which we should be, and being complacent, which we should never be. God wants influencers for his kingdom purposes on every college campus, on every high school campus, on every middle school campus, in every hospital, on every classroom, in every factory, in every boardroom. God is looking for an influencer that he can use. You say, I'm a stay-at-home parent. Guess what? There's a lot of those too. He needs influencers. He needs people who will say, God, use my life beyond me and make it happen so that you receive glory from it. So God wants you to ask him for blessing. God wants you to ask him for influence. And here's the third thing God wants you to ask from this prayer that we see, his presence. Amen. That you would know his presence is with you. Look at how Jabez says this, it's, it's so good. Jabez says, after asking God to enlarge his territory, he says, that your hand would be with me. I love that. The hand of God on his life. Anytime you see the hand of God in God's word, what you see is God's blessing. Let me take you to the New Testament and show you an example. So let's leave the Old Testament just for a second. Acts chapter 11, verse 21. This is our story, how the church got started. Look at what it says. The Lord's hand was with them and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. See, 
unless God's hand is with you, on you, for you, nothing of eternal value will ever happen. See, we gather here every single week. We put in a lot of time, effort, and energy, but here's what we know, here's what we pray for, here's what we desperately seek God. Hey God, unless you place your hand on what's happening here today, it doesn't count for anything. Hey, this night of worship, unless God places its hand on it, it doesn't count for any eternal value. See, we can't go forward without God's hand, without God's blessing, without God's presence. And so track with me for a second. If God actually starts to answer your prayers, pour out blessing like you could have never imagined, increase your influence for his purposes beyond anything you could have ever seen, there's gonna be a point where you kind of go, wait a second, God, I can't handle all this. I can't do this. And God wants us to get to that place so that we can be reminded of his presence. That God, unless I do this your way and in your strength, this whole thing is gonna go bad in a hurry. It drives us to a place of dependency. I'm gonna do a series one day. I don't know when it'll be, next year, year after that. I, don't, I can't get the title of the series. Sometimes I you know, speak in paragraphs and I probably should speak in sentences, but like I've got this title of a series. It needs to kind of be wordsmith. We've got a great team that'll help us do this, but the series is something like this. Things that we think are in the Bible that aren't really in the Bible. That's a terrible, right? So that's a bad, it's a, it's a bad title, I know, all right? It's just an idea, all right? So when we get to that series, which will have a really cool name by then, when we get to that series, I already know what, what, what one of the things is gonna be because it, it is the number one thing that people think is in the Bible and it's not in the Bible, okay? And, 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 and here's what it is, here's what it is. God will never give you more than you can handle. Some of y'all just went into shock. You're like, that's not in there? It's not in there, right? Glad you came to church today. It's not in there. So let's talk about that on the negative side. There are going to be times that you go through this difficult life. This world is not your home. It's hard. And you are gonna feel like, God, I can't handle this. And here's what God in his infinite kindness and wisdom and graciousness and love will say to you, that's right. Which is why I've given you my word. Which is why I've given you my Holy Spirit. And which is why I've given you my people. See, there are times we face things that we cannot handle and it drives us to dependency. And many of us have testimonies that if not for God's people, how would we have ever gotten through that challenging season? But then let's talk about the fun side of things. Sometimes God gives you more than you can handle from blessing, from abundance, from influence. God blesses you so much, increases your influence so much, like I can't handle all this. I may need to hire me an assistant to handle all God's blessing in my life. Can you imagine that? What a fun title. This is my assistant to God's blessing in my life. Put that on a desk. That's awesome, right? Say, so is that possible? Of course it's possible. Because God can pour out so much blessing in your life, give you such influence in your life to remind you that you better move forward his way and in his strength and with his power. And then here's the last thing that we pray in this prayer of Jabez. Protection. Protection. Hey, if God starts doing this, again, listen, prayer of Jabez is simple. A, a child could tell you the prayer of Jabez. It's who will pray it. If you start praying this prayer, the enemy's gonna take notice. So look at how Jabez ends this prayer after asking God for all these things. He asks God, he says, that you would keep me from evil. 
I like that. God, keep me from evil. God, protect me from evil. God, protect me from the evil one. See, here's the truth, church. If you start praying the prayer of Jabez and God starts pouring out his blessing, he starts increasing your influence for kingdom purposes. You are mindful of his presence every single day. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Your name will show up on a dry erase board in hell. Who do we need to look out for today? See, as long as, as, long as you just do the drill, go to church, read the Bible here and there, be a halfway decent person, all the dumb stuff we associate with church, Satan will leave you alone. But the moment you start praying bold prayers, get ready. The moment you start praying this prayer, if Satan gets you off track, all those people that you've been influencing get off track too. You better seek him you better seek God for his protection. You better approach this with humility and say, God, I need you to protect me. See church, I believe God wants to answer this prayer. It's so simple to understand the powers in praying it. So I give you four words, let's look at all of them together. Blessing, influence, presence, protection. Will you pray that prayer every day? You can pray it in 10 seconds or 10 minutes or an hour. You can be driving down the road. Ask God for his blessing. Ask him to increase your influence for his purposes. Ask him for his presence. Ask him for his protection. You can be driving your kids to school and you can ask God to bless them and to expand their influence for his kingdom purposes, to give them his presence and to give them his protection. Pray this prayer. But my favorite part of the prayer of Jabez actually isn't the prayer. My favorite part of the prayer of Jabez is what God actually does. God granted him what he requested. God actually answered the prayer. It's Jabez. We're not talking about Abraham or Moses or Noah or David. Jabez doesn't come from the right family. He's not listed anywhere else in the Bible. He's about as ordinary as you get. And that matters, church, because sometimes we think God only wants to answer bold prayers or big prayers from certain people. That's not what God's word shows us. God's word shows us that God leans down to hear the prayers of a guy named Jabez who's not mentioned anywhere else in scripture. That encourages me. I don't even know why Jabez prayed this prayer. I'm gonna ask him one day in heaven. You're gonna have to get in line, I'm first. All right, I'm gonna ask him. Because there's nothing in scripture up to this point to indicate any type of rhythm or approach in this prayer. It's like he takes a shot. What do I have to lose? I'm just gonna ask God to bless me, expand my territory. I'm gonna ask for his presence and ask for his protection. I genuinely believe that God took notice. I 
think God gathered the angels around and said, look at this guy. Yes, his name's Jabez. I know we haven't talked about him before. This is Jabez. Did y'all hear the prayer he just prayed? Watch what I'm gonna do in his life. Church, I think God is still that same God today. I know there's a lot of things going on in our world. But I've been so excited to teach this message this week because I can't imagine, and I got a pretty big imagination. Vision's never been hard for me. So when I run up against something I can't imagine, I kind of stop and take notice. I can't imagine, I can't get my head wrapped around what could happen if the people in this church actually prayed this prayer. I can't see it. It's that big. We're in one of the most influential places you could live. There are multiple industries that are headquartered here. There's some of the best universities in the world that are here. Some of the best public and private schools for kids, middle school, high schoolers are here. The capital of our state is here. See church, instead of asking God to send revival, what if we asked him to actually make us the revival? If everyone who calls this church home or hears this message today actually prayed this prayer, we get to be a part of something that we'd never forget. Would you bow your head with me this morning? Some of you, it's been a minute since you've prayed. So in the quietness of this moment, the best way you know how in your heart, would you just ask God to bless you? Just ask him to bless you. Of course you don't deserve it, neither do I. Ask him to bless you. Bless your relationships. Bless your health. Bless your finances. Ask him to bless you. Hey, would you ask God in this moment to increase your influence for his kingdom purposes? Regardless of whatever season of life you're in, if you're still here, God's not done. He wants to use you. So ask him. Hey God, I'm yours. Increase my influence so I can point more people to you. Ask him for his presence. So God, I, I need your presence. God, I've been trying to do this on my own strength. It's not working. Empower me with your Holy Spirit. Pour out your presence in my life. God, I can't do this in my own strength. I need you. And ask him for his protection. Ask him to go before you and to circle around behind you to put down the schemes of those who may come against you. And God, in this moment, I wanna pray this prayer for our church. God, you've done some remarkable things through New Hope Church. In the 21 years 
that this church has existed. And God, we say thank you. But God, I'm asking that you would just pour out a new measure of your blessing on this church. God, I ask that you would bless this church. God, I ask that you would take what's happening here and that you would bless it. God, that we would be a church that isn't lacking in anything because of your supernatural blessing. God, I pray that you would increase New Hope's church's influence for your kingdom purposes, God. God, increase our influence here in this state and our nation and around the world. And God, increase our influence in a way, not where New Hope Church looks good, but where you look good. God, we ask for your presence. God, may we never gather in this room without desperately seeking your presence. God, may you pour out your presence on your people. God, when we come into this space, God, may you invade this space. God, may you invade your people. And God, the moment we stop seeking your presence, shut this place down. God, we need you. And God, when we scatter after gathering, God, may you take your presence in us and with us and through us to a bunch of people who are hurting and who desperately need you. God, may we move forward in your presence. And then God, we pray for your protection. God, may we stare down the enemy and say, we will not be stopped. We have no fear because we have your protection. God, that there's nothing in this world that can come against us because of you. So go before us, protect us. Go ahead and move the enemy on out of the way. Clear a path and move. God, we're desperate to see you move. We're excited we get to be a part of it. We don't wanna waste our shot. And so God, as we gather as your people, we ask for you to do what only you can do. And God, we offer up all of these prayers and we offer up all of these requests in the only name that saves, the name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen.